Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Time for business up front and party in the back. Uh, how's it going, Mark? It's going pretty good. Kind of describes sometimes my hairstyle, but uh, more balding up front and <laughs> maintaining what I can in the back. <laughs> I'm actually kind of doing almost the opposite of that. A little bit of uh, business in the back, party in the front, because I'm <laughs> nice and trimmed in the back. And then I've been letting it grow out a little on the top of my hair. Out. Yeah, it does look a little bit youthful i would say you just reminded me of that super tones uh album that we covered i don't care care about your haircut can't we all just get along <laughs> yeah anyway we're talking about the album from family force five business up front party in the back which came out in 2006 that's their debut album the story that i have on this is so my brother was driving somewhere and heard the song on a mainstream radio station and they were saying uh this band family force five is doing a concert today and then he messaged me right away and we all like the song so much that we went to see the concert that day just based on on hearing the the one song on the on the radio so that were love that was that was really fun yeah that was their probably only mainstream head as far as you know not just from the album but period uh, did I introduce you to the band, or did you hear, hear about them some other way? It's possible that you introduced them to me. It was either that, or I was pretty interested in uh, heavy music, and I followed a lot of the new Christian music that was coming out, or quote-unquote Christian music, the Christian music market. And so I remember talking to you about them pretty early on. So I'm guessing that the, you, you told me about them, and then I, I probably listened it was definitely a fun concert, though. It was worth it. You know, they were headlined at the side stage at Selma, which is a smaller venue. Oh, cool. But That'd be a fun place. Yeah, to that was a that was good. And like this album also because of how they did the live stuff that got me more psyched about the album. It was this album was released both on Goatee Records and another uh, mainstream music label uh, called Maverick. And had some success, but didn't really have the popular uh, breakthrough. Like overall, the musical style is very catchy and very poppy, but also like he's really aggressive in his vocals. And there's like some really aggressive bass around the time of new metal and like rap rock being at, kind of at its peak. And this is kind of like a dancey version of that. At times it seems like super poppy, but then at other times you're like, wow, that's really aggressive. It's really it's, <laughs> So I can see why maybe sometimes they they didn't know how to market it. Like some of the grooves, though, there's an American Idol artist, Adam Lambert, who came around and he was kind of like a pop and dance, pop dance with like a little bit of heavy music. And I was like, I, I remember writing on a message board rec- recommending Family Force 5 to somebody because they were saying, I don't, oh, I, nobody's ever done anything like this. And I was like, well, kind of Family Force 5 did a, a little while ago. I don't, there's not too many other groups who have done 
the exact kind of like melding of styles that they've done. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. And I think it was marketed as a traditional rock bands on the bill with them. I think it had more success that way, mostly a rock band and couldn't really uh, have the crossover from the pop area. Yeah, I describe it as rap rock or danceable rap rock. They described it themselves as crunk rock, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Of course, uh, crunk being, I think the way they describe it, that crunk doesn't really mean anything. Doesn't crunk mean like crazy drunk originally? Oh, is that what it means? That that, make, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, not not that they have lyrics about drinking. Yeah, it's from crazy drunk um, originally. So it could just, you know, crunk could just mean yeah, you're really drunk, you know, but they're not encouraging that, you know. You know, some of the lyrics might be misinterpreted that way. Right. So the reviews were kind of mixed in that some people liked that they weren't overtly Christian, and then some people didn't like that they were, weren't overtly Christian. It's, you know, one of those bands where if you're just checking it out live and you're not paying too close attention to the lyrics, you wouldn't know that it's a Christian band. Yeah, you wouldn't know it at all. Pushfoot or whatever. Even if they're not Christian, like you tend to pick up on like spiritual or like deep philosophical meanings behind the songs. And then for a lot of these songs, you don't get that. Not yeah, even, no. Not, not even like things that could be interpreted a couple ways. There's only one song that I feel like is closest to overt. And, and I'm curious if you, think, if, you, if you have the same thought as I do about which song. Do you have a guess about which song I'm thinking of? I think it was Peachy. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I think re- replace me, but yeah, yeah. peachy, peachy, too, peachy, and maybe peachy. Okay, peachy, peachy, and re- and replace me. But yeah, replace replace me is the closest thing. I don't think all the lyrics are great. See, I could actually make make some Bible references yeah. to like uh, proverbs or something, like metaphors of uh, crush me, tear me, break me, mold me. You know, you could think of that as like the potter and the you know the clay. Oh, definitely. You know what? I think we could talk about the ones with the more spiritual meanings first. Yeah. So replacing definitely, that is, I think, what it'd be talking about. Like either that or it's like maybe Job or someone oh, well. acknowledging that. Uh, if you're a believer, you can like, you can definitely see it. It's like, I miss my first love bad and it's driving me mad. But they, uh, they have, they say it in such a funny way occasionally. Yeah. Uh, like a mixed up, like crazy person out of his head. That's a kind of a strange way to talk about, uh, you know, not, you know, wanting to walk with, with God. You know, and replace me is like it's kind of talking about uh, like going through a time of not walking closely with God, but desiring to walk with, walk with Him. They definitely have like kind of juvenile lyrics, like the way they phrase it. It's just silly, but my interpretation of it, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, is that it's actually like it's intentionally kind of dumb. They're like using silly language and I, I don't know if that's their, the way they'd be actually talking. They definitely have a, a sense of humor about it, but like, what's the effect? I think when I was young, it kind of worked for me like a lot, but then revisiting it as a, an older person, some of the humor is like, oh, come on guys, you should grow up. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that everything works. I think they're intentionally using that kind of language and don't think it works as much in this song. But then I like this serious parts of my batteries died some time ago. I got to find a heart shaped box where they must go. I think. Yeah, I like that line. Putting some smart ideas and like adding a little bit of silly humor to it. You know, one for the body, two for the soul, three to get ready now. Go, go, go. 
I mean, obviously it references body and soul and get ready, but I'm trying to remember if there was like a kind of a Christian lyric theme talking about that besides the, you know, referencing counting the three is kind of referencing the Trinity. <laughs> Good. So Replace Me was the last song they created for the album. So I think they might've been trying to be a little more serious on their lyrics. The Love Addict, their biggest hit, you know, and had a little bit of radio play. And I think it might have got some video play too. They kind of have a theatrical, bombastic video for it and shows off the harder rock and the, and also faster rap. So I think it's definitely a good example of their music. Even though it's heavy, it's got a nice beat. It's pretty simple. It's a slow enough beat. And it, like it references, I forget though what the hold up. Wait a minute, put a little boom in it. This, I mean, they say put a little love in it, but I forget what that's what that what song that's a reference to. Oh, I, I didn't know that. It reminds me of a song from like the mid '90s, possibly even earlier, five to ten years before this album came out. I think that was a Dr. Dre song. Okay, you <laughs> may probably. And there's a Nelly song. So I didn't get that reference. That's funny. It's clever. For me, it works by itself. It is catchy. And it is a simple enough beat that's that's catchy. The chorus is pretty generic. I think if you don't know it's a Christian band, you think that it's possibly talking about love. But from... Yeah, or like like relationships. It's saying that like drugs is a metaphor for love. And then as a Christian, it's like drugs is a metaphor for God. We were kind of sold on the band um, by the quality of the song even before I Googled it and found out that it was a Christian band. You and your brother? Like from this, yeah, yeah from this call. It's a strange metaphor. He's like, I can't kick the habit. Similarly with like what replaced me, like desperate for God. I like that idea. But the only thing I just like, I don't like is like in the, in the lyrics here. Uh, and if this feeling is bad, then I don't want to be right. I just don't think that necessarily works. I like the, it's better than drugs. In fact, it's sent from above. That's nice. That works. I don't have to do any mental gymnastics that but for the if this feeling is bad then i don't want to be right you're starting to get into dangers because they're trying to have it fit as uh, drug metaphors like it doesn't quite work it's just kind of silly just the lyrics aren't thought through well enough we got that as a metaphor the thing we know about drugs is it's like a total temporary thing and they don't actually reward you long term eternally and they, in fact they come back to uh, become worse Whereas with God, your life might get more difficult as you get to know God, <laughs> but your overall, your life should be getting better in terms of like what's good. And as you walk with him, find joy even in the midst of like difficulty, like Job. And blessed, I must confess my heart is pounding in my chest. Um, I think that works also like the heart pounding versus drug thing. And it's like I'm glowing inside a light I can't hide. Definitely. That really works as Christian symbolism, but maybe not as much for the drug symbolism, but it's it's kind of lyrics that are buried in there where you don't really notice it unless you're reading the lyrics. We're talking about the, the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. Do not hide the light which is now within you. Yeah, I like that one. That's kind of a good line. They do kind of have a, it's like a weird retro future kind of design. <laughs> Certainly the song doesn't sound like it, but they kind of have like the white stripes kind of look. Yeah, the white stripes were really popular. They time. have some stuff with like fake robots, toy robots in the video. Peachy is also one that's, so that's definitely has a lot of messages. And in fact, I 
um remember reading a review where it's like all the symbolism is very subtle except for peachy which suddenly comes across as, as very obvious as a christian song by the way it seems like all most of these are towards the end of the album which i thought was uh-huh. interesting wonder if it was intentional of course it doesn't mention jesus or anything but it actually says like you want to talk about god philosophy i don't mm-hmm. think you're thinking wrong the fact that we have time yeah, I like this song too. This is one that like you could throw on the youth group mix CD, and you know that would that would be fine, and you know be happy. And like I like that the chorus is pretty cool, where it's like, "Hey, don't bring me back to where I used to be." The hook word because I now I feel so fine and I feel so peachy. It's kind of a funny way to talk about like being delighting in Yeshua. <laughs> <laughs> it but, is silly. Other than that, this is probably the only one that doesn't really have like some other theme or metaphor it's probably the safest one it's also <laughs> but pretty I'm... safe as far as the music the the chorus still rocks and and it's kind of a catchy chorus it doesn't have the rap or overly fast stuff that the other songs almost all the growl kind of yeah. crazy growl the musically i couldn't quite place it but it, it was kind of like uh dc talk uh, at one point for like audio adrenaline their dancey, dancey, pop, catchy music. Around the same time, they did a, a cover of uh, DC Talk, So Help Me God, which is worthwhile, at least listen to it. Um, There's like a collection of DC Talk cover songs. You know, it was all right. It wasn't as good as the main album. Yeah, clean lyrics, a little heavier on guitar, but then the vocals are real straightforward. Are there female vocals on this one too? Yeah, so kind like... of in the mix on that. Feels happy feels peachy there's not many songs i would skip on this i i liked it at first but the, then i think it doesn't have as much replay ability as, as some of the other stuff i can see what you mean but supersonic then the next song is also definitely also has a lot of christian messages i'd say it's mostly a christian song it's kind of real stretching it you know supersonic being the code word for being saved i guess and filled with the spirit supersonic yeah. this one they said yeah keep it crunk it's kind of odd that's about the only thing that kind of needs context on on that but yes yeah, so can i give you some good news i'm not a fan of, of these lyrics on this song the song's relatively laid back and it's also real simple so i'm not a fan of i often skip this song now there's not really that much that the music does there's like a just a couple little hooks tiny tiny hooks and then they just repeat over and over and over again and they say the word supersonic a lot. Yeah, they, so. say, they say it too much. It's it's not an especially long song, but I, I do think that the song could have been cut down or they needed to add some other ideas to it. Yeah, agreed. Those are the songs I, I really think had some symbolism. Uh, was there any other ones you think that actually had a, a spiritual message? It's kind of funny because you, you would usually think that usually when a Christian band it has mainstream crossover they still kind of have some christian symbolism in all their songs but as far as i could tell it's basically just these four songs there were the title numb you like as a closeout you think that numb is going to be about it but then this one's it's just about break dancing on cardboard i kind of like this one as a fun song it's not actually christian symbolism when i was younger i gave them more credit for example country gentleman the fact that that he was raised as like as a country gentleman, raised to be respectful. I think that's the idea. That doesn't. That yeah, doesn't it doesn't actually... really, doesn't really, really talk about. Also, numb was really fun as 
as a live closing song. They actually did take turns break dancing, two or three of the guys instrumental section, and then that's cool. They took turns. They brought out some cardboard and did a little a bit of that. Yeah, that's, so, that's fine. And I like the energy of it as a final song. And then Country Gentleman. I thought the song was clever on that, but we're just gonna list off a bunch of stereotypical stuff, and it could be yeah. stuff that they've done. Um, yeah, about the they, south. They did a low budget music video for the song and i actually think it was it was way before the album was released so i think they they might have thought that this was their original song and then they actually went and did like a video with good production values for love addicts i think the country gentleman video is kind of the quality that we could do or something like without any resources <laughs> of just like you know filming in the woods it's also this very is... literal to the to what they're doing like talking about a drag race of course, it's not like a high production drag race. It's just kind of the what they could do with the cars okay. that they had. Are they like eating fried chicken too? <laughs> Garlic yeah. greens? Okay. I think it lost some of the humor as a video or because of uh, you know, it is literally just the same stuff that was described on screen. It also feels like just like a Kid Rock uh, ripoff, <laughs> you know? Yeah maybe cleaner i don't i don't i'm not too familiar with kid rock same kind of music same kind of southern uh, rap rocker there were a couple of songs that sounds like just too much drama <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah. like this like the song drama queen and and then ex-girlfriend too drama queen in a way the bass is cool in this song i mean in a way you could say don't mix up so much drama maybe that could be a positive thing but by saying the other person is a drama queen, they're becoming drama queens themselves. I don't know if you had if you had that impression. Right. Yeah, it was kind of a weird. It's like a a diss track on a the Christian album. Diss track is right. Having both ex girlfriend and drama queen on the same album, they're putting down women and and a couple tracks, uh-huh. or at least it comes across that they're. I think they're being immature. Yeah, they're definitely being immature. Like ex-girlfriend, maybe rightfully they broke up, or you're. It's just, it's just a weird. Uh, we we don't need to share your business. They're in their twenties at this time, but then it feels like they're talking about something that happened when they're sixteen. Or- like musically, it's catchy. Like it maybe it's a good like warning for some for some people who are in immature relationships. I think Reliant K was able to describe relationships in a better term, like the young relationships. I agree with you that, and that's. I don't think it's a good thing when Relaying K is a lot better than you. <laughs> providing, providing a lot more nuance. Sometimes they do have more mature lyrics, but uh, they also have like, you know, songs about chapstick. Yeah. So Lose Yourself also has some stuff about girls. It's kind of weird too from a different angle. Like it's him crushing on a on a girl. Yeah. Um, nothing that's immediately over the line, but it still it's like rock the life girl. Um, for you girl, I do anything. Yeah, cr- him crushing on a girl a little bit uncomfortable while listening to this maybe that's how i felt like when i was a, a lot younger it does feel a little weird now lose yourself with me you know that's like yeah eh. i think that they tried they went too far on trying to fit in as like a mainstream song on this agreed i think earthquake also has uh lyrics like that agreed when i was young i thought it was funny but now i'm like man yeah, it's like the lines, like, she's so stylish, like a supermodel. Is that dumb lyrics, or is it, like, so dumb it's being smart, or it's like they tried too hard to sound dumb and actually comes across as, as kind of dumb lyrics? Well, you're the one who went to a Weird Al Yankovic 
yeah so it's he's doing these dumb lyrics with all sincerity performing it like it's a, a straight rock song he'll joke around in, in between songs put your hands up that's another one that i thought it was funny when i was young like and this one is really catchy but like the ugly people put your hands down the song is meaning to say is everybody put your hands up i wonder if like people in their audience you know have been like may have been called ugly like recently before you know what i mean yeah they recall that like it's, it's like guilting people into throwing their hands up and i don't really enjoy most times when people try to force people to participate everybody put your hands up <laughs> i remember there was a ucsd concert and there was there was an artist uh, who got angry at the crowd <laughs> because they didn't put their hands up and didn't end up well and i actually ended up walking out of that concert that's funny i know what you're talking about because now i remember that but i totally forgot <laughs> i will preference that in the live concert they definitely explain the song more it's like okay like where it's like okay well everyone put their hands up it's like okay now only if you're ugly put your hands down we want the rest of you to keep your hands up and <laughs> and then they went into the song so okay. and we all thought that was pretty funny especially um <laughs> okay. you know me my brother and, and my friend like, we hadn't heard the song before and it was like okay yeah. well it was real funny especially in the beginning of the song like you put that together live and it did incentivize us like we're we're keeping our hands up for at least the first half of the song but like long yeah, right. why would have otherwise <laughs> yeah. it's a long time to keep Funny. your hands up this, this song is definitely repetitive it's a little little too long on, especially in the recording yeah it kind of repeats a little bit yeah. but there there are some cool hooks though yeah and i did like some of the lines like if you did we're going to press rewind and then they would be going backwards this is i'd say is an example where it's like so dumb it's smart time is like a wildcat baby it's coming to get you and Jimi Hendrix reference the wow of the yeah. Wildcat. He see he has like come to get you. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. There's the in the they use it. They reference it in Wayne's World. Foxy, Foxy. There's something about Wildcat. The only other song we didn't talk about was Cadillac Funk, which I, I like the beat and the way it's rapped slash sung. But then I like the lyrics at first, and now I'm kind kind of where, where it's not really talking about anything. That, particular origin story maybe then this is like a heavy intro rap rock song to like start off the album when i listen to this would just like skip it yeah probably put it on country gentleman first it definitely goes into a country gentleman well i think the way country gentleman's intro works and could kind of work with anything also kind of fits as like a classic intro song loud and in his driving but is short short enough a song that it feeds into the next song that's kind of the classic opening track of the song. For me, none of the other albums were nearly as good as this. And mm. if I were to even really only listen to the other albums once. Yeah, I may have heard other songs. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's like since they had some real good songs on this, that it carried the rest of the album. And the other albums didn't have those standout songs. Ended up renaming themselves FF5. And originally, there were like three or four brothers, right, together, and her cousins or something. But eventually, I think now, even I looked, I looked over online, it looks like there's only like two of the family members are, yeah. <laughs> are still in the band. This is definitely worth listening to. I mean, it doesn't have the replayability of other albums, so you can maybe get the stream it versus buying it. 
Yeah, I would kind of say this is like cleaner and safer than uh, a lot of other rap rock. For example, Adam Lambert or the the dancey heavy music. It's not necessarily gonna totally uplift your spirit, <laughs> but maybe maybe the song like Peachy or <laughs> it will you know will will be okay or uh, replace me. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, it's messianicmedia@gmail.com, facebook.com/messianicmedia. Let us know what you guys think of Family Force 5 or our reviews in general. Joel, thank you for listening. Watch your mouth. After Mark and I recorded this episode, I came across a blog from 2006 and thought I'd include it. I'm here to talk about the band Family Force 5. A couple of months ago, a girl invited me to see them at a concert. I turned it down because of their name. Their name sounds too much like the terrible pop band Jump 5. But I actually listened to their songs when I found out they were doing a show again in San Diego. Once you get over the initial impression of their website, which looks like it was meant to appeal to 15-year-old girls, well, my sister does have the band on her MySpace, it's actually a really good sound. They're like Rage Against the Machine minus the Rage plus humorous love songs plus a DJ slash guitar player. They threw a really awesome show. So I hope you like that extra review. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.